0: Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams and Elizabeth Wallace, and you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 168. And tonight we're doing what we have threatened to do for a while, but it took us a bit because Catherine had to finish watching something like, I don't know, a year and a half later? Well, I guess that isn't the worst that I've ever been behind on something, but it's pretty damn bad. <laughs> It's okay. That's fine. Catherine finally finished watching all of The Vampire Diaries. My goodness, that took a long time. I was so glad uh, I decided to do the live tweet of like the last six episodes, because I love the fact that it made me pay attention more. And now I have a record of what I was thinking with this entire thing was going on. Because you were watching it, if there were, because there were a couple times when you were doing the live tweet and I was still at work, so I just joined in on the tweet. But in the times when I was actually at home, I would fire up the episode at the same time and the things I mean I've seen all of the final season this is my third time watching it wow Um, and there were still things that I had forgotten which I think is amazing but that'll just that'll really tell you like Yes, it's a show about vampires who are in high school and college. And yes, it's a CW show. And yes, it could be a little nutso at times. But I was perfectly content to watch it three times. I thought that was fine. Yeah. And they did a lot of callbacks in this final season. I mean, like oh my a lot of them, especially in the final episode. But I mean, the penultimate episode, the entire time you had thought that you were seeing Catherine Pierce in the shadows manipulating things, it turned out to be Vicky. Yeah, the first victim of a vampire in the first episode of the show. So she had apparently gone to hell. And you even asked about that, that it was kind of like, was that really not fair that Vicky had been sent to hell? I mean, sure, she was not really a nice person, but I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I kind of thought it was, it was just a sign of how loosely Cade was interpreting Evil person, because you saw that he was playing fast and loose with the definition of evil a lot when uh, he was pulling people into hell. I mean, he even applied that Elena might possibly be a candidate for hell simply because she knew Damon and Stefan. So, yeah, yeah that was, exactly. I kind of thought that was what was going on. I was very glad that she kind of got a happy ending. I mean, yeah, she got you know wiped out of it no she didn't get wiped out of existence because we saw her as a ghost and i thought that was that yeah. was a nice little touch so i guess everybody who had been dragged into hell was set free their spirit Yeah. Anyway. the creators have said that th- at the end they just wanted to really just show what peace looks like when you say ah they're at peace and it's like well what does that look like and so for a lot of people it was just I don't know just existing but not in hell anymore I don't know you know the actress actually had been back at one point Um, I can't remember her the actress's name I just usually call her not Jessica because um, <laughs> she looks so much like her either that or Scarlett Johansson I get those three actresses mixed up every once in a while but she was there at one point when there was kind of like a I don't know was it like a It's a Wonderful Life episode where they went back in time and certain people hadn't actually shown up and I don't know because Caroline's mom was there too, and yeah, I can't even remember which episode that was now. But we did get to see her, yes, yeah, and, and they yeah, did—they yeah. made some mentions of her in the you know penultimate episode, I guess, just to let you know that the, oh, we're probably going to be talking about that. And I don't know that. Damon really ever addressed the fact that he was the one who'd murdered her in the first place? No. And it's so funny because Matt has been so bitter for the past few seasons. You would have thought that the words would have come out of his mouth at one point. Yes, my sister, who you murdered. And then he, like, <laughs> chucks her out of a window right in front of Matt, which, you know, Damon knew that she was going to come back anyway. But Matt didn't know that. I mean, Damon, God. You oh, know? but my goodness. That just, I mean... We only knew Matt's father for, what, maybe a season and a half, if that yeah, much? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And, and one, one of those seasons was a very short season. But just to see that reunion between Matt and his dad and Vicki and them hugging her Aww. goodbye and not stopping her from, you know, doing what she's doing to destroy the town because they don't want her to go back to hell. I just, exactly. I, I like that. Oh, I just, when... You know, when she was up there and she asked, she said, you're not going to be able to stop me. And they explained how they weren't going to be able to stop me. She's like, well, why are you here? And he's like, I just wanted to see my daughter one more time. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh tears, oh no. It just broke my heart. I even shouted that on Twitter. I was like, Matt, stop breaking my heart. That's not fair. Oh, there were so many moments like that. I mean, certainly with Caroline and... I mean, Caroline and Stefan had just gotten married. Just like, got- literally. Just gotten married. And it was such a beautiful wedding. I mean, even though it was ostensibly to like be bait for Catherine Pierce to come in and ruin everything but then they went through it anyway with Damon officiating which is great (laughs) (laughs) it was so awesome I love how he took Stefan out to get him drunk but Stefan was human and so Stefan is totally a lightweight and so you've got Caroline who's pissed at Damon for getting him drunk and Damon's like I need a new drinking partner come on Blondie and she's like no no come on and she goes with him which I think is awesome like instead of staying there to take care of Stefan who's drunk and gonna To be hungover, she goes out drinking with Damon, and I'm like, yeah. And they're they're practicing wedding speeches in a greenhouse over shots of whiskey. I mean, just. The, uh, the transformation of those characters relationships over these last eight seasons has been amazing. And I would not have thought that I would like it as much as I did. I mean, Damon's exactly. relationship with Caroline, Damon's relationship with Bonnie, Bonnie being Damon's oh, best man. friend. I loved that. Yes. And there was so much I mean, when I was researching for this episode and going through, like I typed in, you know, the Vampire Diaries final season plot holes, and there's a lot of them but several people were bringing up the fact that when you get right down to it i mean damon assaulted um caroline i mean he really like she was basically under his sway so she had sex with him a bunch when she didn't she wasn't able to actually consent and all this and that was kind of like elena falls in love with damon even though one of her best friends was assaulted by him and it's like "Hmm, is that believable no, but I don't know. I mean, if Damon's going to continue to be on the show and they're going to establish a connection with people... It wasn't realistic, but it definitely happened. Yeah, it was so much of what happened in that show involved forgetting the fact that some of these characters had done some really horrible things to people, to Mm. each other, in many cases. Yeah. Yes, and that was one of the things that I found when they did some interviews with the creators of the show and some of the things they were talking about are kind of things that they might have done, and they were trying to figure out, Who were they going to kill off in the series finale? They pretty much knew they couldn't kill Bonnie because I think Julie Pleck was the one. She said, I did not want Bonnie to die for Elena's happiness. And I'm like, well, finally, somebody says that. Jeez. (laughs) I do think... I mean, I know she was basically the writer of the Vampire Diaries from the Vampire Diaries title. It was kind of important to have her be happy. I just hated the fact that she was the only character that got to live out the rest of her life with the love of her life. I mean, nobody else got that. No. Caroline? No. Alaric? No. No. Bonnie? Um, No. Matt? No. No. no, No. Nobody. Matt. But that's what I was going to say is that they were also considering killing Matt. And then they realized they could not do it because he'd stayed human for the entire length of the show and they're like if we were going to kill him off we would have had to have done it in season four we cannot live out his entire life as a human for this whole show only to kill him off at the end I'm like good because I would have been pissed I would have because he I think he and Bonnie took more crap than any of Mm -hmm. the other characters I think and if he had been killed off I just I don't like Matt being the punching bag that he was for so much of the show. No, no. And Bonnie too. And that leads me to a plot hole that I wanted to ask you about to see if it made sense. Cause okay. I couldn't figure this. So she'd created another little world for Enzo to live in after he died. Kind of like she had the same kind of power as Cade did. Cade used it to create hell. She accidentally used it to create a world where Enzo could live. But at the wedding, when there was the explosion, and she's with the twins, and the twins have a spell on them to keep them safe, and they are using it to keep her safe as well, but they're doing it by siphoning magic from her, mm-hmm. because they're siphoners, right? And I believe Enzo had said that if they continued to do it, she wouldn't be able to see him anymore. Isn't that the decision that she had to make? That I think so, because... Uh, okay, so... Her keeping Enzo in that world that she created was keeping him safe from Cade because otherwise Cade would have brought him to hell where he'd promised to take him in the first place. I think with the twins siphoning off her power, it meant that that little world was gone. So she wouldn't have the connection to him anymore, but it wouldn't mean that he would be wiped out of existence, obviously. So I think that was what they were going for. (sighs) I just... I guess they were siphoning a very specific part of magic from her because she demonstrated, like in the series finale, that she had a lot of magic left for a lot of things. So it was only siphoning the ability to create a little pocket world, I guess? Maybe, but how much of that power that she displayed in the end was because all of the Bennett witches appeared in the end to stand behind her, which was awesome. Do you know what makes it even more awesome? What was that? Those were all women who had played Bennett witches over the course of this series. So they, they brought, brought the them back actual actresses back. Yes. That's yes. great. <laughs> yes. So if pretty much if there was a spear carrier in the background that was a Bennett witch, they brought him back for that scene. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. So many times they made me love Bonnie. Like her making a world, an other world to put Kai in, listening oh, to the yeah. same song, In Chains Forever. And they didn't go back to him on the last episode. It's like. Nope, he's nope. in there. He's in there forever and he deserves it. Oh my goodness. Do you know, they? speaking of things that they said they might do, so, of course, in the final episode, they did bring back Jeremy, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really nice call out. He's alive and well. Um, some of the people who were complaining about plot holes were complaining that all the time that Elena was in a coma or whatever, I mean, that Jeremy never called in to check. And I'm like, I am going to give it to that one. The actor had left the show. And when the actor leaves the show you usually just forget about the character. You can't constantly be bringing him back in. So I didn't mind that he didn't, you know, call to check up on her or everything. I loved that he came back for the last episode. Apparently there might have been a plan at one point to get him and Bonnie back together in the end. They just... They but they decided not to. Yeah I can see that because I love the relationship between her and Enzo and considering yeah. how much I hated Enzo for the fact that his only purpose for a while was to try to make Stefan suffer and that he was like attacking Matt all the time and just being awful to everybody and for them to turn it around to the point where I was like if this show doesn't end with Enzo and Bonnie being happily forever and ever amen, I'm going to be pissed. But they they worked it out a little bit. I mean, they you, you can tell that he's still there, looking over Bonnie, and she's going to live out her life and maybe see him again in the other life. Which I loved how they just were so uncompromising on that. It's like, yes, there's a heaven where everybody gets to live forever and <gasps> ever. The end. Oh God, I really did. I mean that that final scene. I mean, you've got all the people that you see. You see Caroline's mom, and you see. Alaric's wife, Joe and all these characters. You see Vicky and um, uh, Tyler, who, boy, they had had a horrific relationship. they the beginning. talk about forgiving each other to have them be seen together at the end. Right? We Do you know who else they had a callback from that was not actually dead? And I actually had to look all this up. What was that? So in one of the first season episodes, there is this girl, her name was uh, Tiki, and her grandfather had met Stefan, and he is terrified when he meets Stefan, if I remember right, because he remembers Stefan from a vampire attack 50 years beforehand and somehow Stefan makes this all go under the rug and everything. Well, when you see they're actually evacuating the town and they're evacuating the hospital, they're wheeling a gentleman in a chair out of the hospital he's like, where's Tiki? Where's my granddaughter and everything? That was him. And apparently there had been, there is like a thing online. There's a guy whose name is like Tiki's grandfather. He's got a Twitter feed and everything. There were followers of this guy, which I had never known. And that was done just as a call out to the fans who had been paying attention. Oh wow okay I wondered about that because it seemed like that was a plot point there that they didn't return to. I was wondering why they made it so obvious this man mm -hmm. asking for his granddaughter. So That's, that's neat. That's what it was. That's what it was. Now I did a little research about a big problem that I'd had with part of the story, because it was about the cure. And it was oh, like, if you get goodness. the cure, if you're a vampire, and you get to take the dose of the cure, whatever it is, uh, I can't even remember what, where it came from. God, I awful. don't even, I don't. Yeah, it's it's fine. There so, were a lot, a lot of a lot of MacGuffins going on there during God. that story. So I, I remember Catherine was the first one to get the cure. And then Somebody, like, drained her blood, so they took the cure back. So she became a vampire again, but then she aged prematurely and then died. Mm -hmm. And that is apparently what happened. So Elena took the cure, and then she gets put into the coffin. And then Bonnie has to take the cure back. And I'm I'm just sitting there thinking, doesn't that mean Elena will die? And I looked it up. No, it doesn't. Because the cure, if you are older than a human would normally be, and you become a human, but then you go back to be a vampire, that's when you age prematurely. Because you're sort of catching up on all that time. Now, the thing that they didn't explain was that it used to be that you had to drain all of the blood in order to get the right. cure. And here we've got Bonnie taking a blood sample and that's the cure. So it's just like, it magically pulls all of the cure in this one little sample. So yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah, it, it was very odd. So, but that was why Stefan knew that he would die if once he took the cure out and then gave it to Damon so that he sacrificed himself for that. So yeah, you did see him stick the needle in his neck to take out his you know, cure with the blood in that one little syringe and stab it into Damon, which made Damon human. But yeah, so it only takes one little vial. I have another thing that I'm going to ask about Vervain in a second, so don't let me forget about that. Okay. but It is interesting. So he just that one little syringe that he took out of his own neck, he was able to give it to Damon, which gives Damon the cure, and now Damon is human. Yay! That's great. And somebody online brought up they're like. So, he basically went the entire rest of his human life without ever having a doctor's appointment or getting blood tests, because apparently if they took one <laughs> vial of blood from him, that'd take the cure out, and he'd just die. I'm like, that's a good point. Yeah, oh yeah well, you so- know, um, uh, Dorian shot uh, Stefan in the stomach, and he bled an awful lot, but he apparently didn't bleed the uh, cure out there. I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's all about intent. If you take the vial out and you say, I want the cure to be in this blood, that's how it work. So gunshot wounds, fine. Blood samples for doctor's visits, fine. Whatever. Well, I mean, and that was apparently when I read the article, and I'm going to have to point to this article. uh, It was on um, fansided.com, this whole discussion about the cure and everything. That was one of the reasons why Damon was so mad at Bonnie, when he found out that she was actually thinking about giving the cure to Enzo, because Ah. that way, Damon would not have the cure to be able to live for forever, for the rest of his human life with Elena, because if he took the cure away from Enzo, Enzo would age prematurely and die. But yeah. you have to think Bonnie was just, I mean, at that point, I was like, Bonnie has sacrificed her happiness so many times for these characters. And I really wanted her to get, you know, her rest of her life love affair with Enzo. But it not to be. Yeah, well, they really were playing musical chairs with the cure, though, because you could figure that she could give the cure to Enzo and he'd be human. But he's, Damon's not going to get Elena back until Bonnie dies, mm-hmm. right? So he's not... He's not going to turn human himself until Elaine is back, mm-hmm. which, like I said, is when Bonnie dies. So when Bonnie dies, if she dies before Enzo, then Enzo probably wouldn't want to live. So then Damon could take the cure from him and Enzo would die. Or if Enzo was going to die first, if Damon was quick enough, he could take the cure away from him since he was dying anyway. I don't know. I've They... If you watch the originals, they actually play around with this a little bit too. Really? So, oh yeah. wow! Yeah, just, yeah, just, <laughs> it does come into call. But um before I forget, I wanted to ask something. So you've got in the final scenes, Damon and Stefan arguing once again over who gets to sacrifice themselves for the other one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like lather, rinse, repeat with those guys. And you really think that Stefan has gotten the upper hand until Damon does what? He compels Stefan. And I was not prepared for that at all because Stefan was like, I'm human. I only have one lifetime to redeem myself and you need to be able to live to see Elena again. And Damon looks him in his face and said, you're right, you are human. And that's why I can do this. Oh, it was great. Oh, that was brilliant. But then to have Stefan like, you, know, you suddenly see him turn around as he's been compelled to be, you know, walk past this ambulance and gets a syringe and said, I am human. And you're crazy to think that I would not have taken Vervain every single day while I was human. So that was so also good. Was that, so was he acting then when Damon compelled him and he walked out? That's the thing I didn't understand. Was he only pretending to be compelled or does the Vervain take a little bit to kick in? I mean, a um, little of column A, a little of column B. I think. So the only thing I could figure was that he knew he needed a syringe and he didn't have one on him. So he just, you know, pretended to be compelled, but it just, it almost looked like he shook himself out of it. And I just, I'm like, is it a plot hole? Is there a reason that I'm missing? I wasn't sure about that one. Well, yeah, that, and you also have to imagine Stefan could have been walking towards Carolyn and the rest of his, you know, getting to live his life out with the love of his life sort of thing. Right, He, you know, that was his excuse. He was compelled. He didn't have a choice. But, you know, then he would have to think about that for a little bit and just realize, no, I mean, my brother is now the better person and I can't let him sacrifice himself. Yeah, I would have, I would have liked, it wouldn't have taken that much to film the scene to instead of having himself like shake himself out of it to just, just kind of like be walking forward and then to immediately turn and do what he was going to do anyway. I felt like having yourself getting shook out of it. I'm like... Mm, that's unclear, but that's that's fine. It was still it was pretty brilliant, and of course it makes complete sense that he would have been taking for vain because he knows how this town works <laughs> exactly. I was kind of amazed at how many people would forget what happens in this town, like you know Caroline getting the little box with a gift with a pendant or something in it and I mean as soon as I see the box I'm like "Mm, open up a treasure box with a little amulet in it that's gonna be bad news it always is oh yeah you always wonder. I mean there's a lot of people who were pointing that out when they talk about plot holes one thing they were pointing out was that nobody ever seems to know about the supernatural in this town because like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer in Sunnydale Mm -hmm. there was an episode where that was actually discussed they're like no we know weird things happen we know most of the graduating class died we know that there's terrible behemoths but in this town mystic falls nobody ever seems to know it's i guess it's some really well-placed compelling going on and everything but it's the fact that people are so mystified and that's what i love that we got references to the fact that caroline's mom was always calling in animal attacks for these victims mm-hmm. and then mad calls in a gas leak and he's like yeah evacuate the town a gas leak Again, you know, it's true. It's not really is. Yeah, I did. Uh, Things would be very convenient sometimes. I mean, that whole storyline where Stefan, of course, has been made human and every single person he's ever compelled to forget that he's done something is suddenly remembering And then Caroline, you know, because I I saw that and I thought, oh, that is bad. I did like that they were addressing Mm. that. But then to have Caroline just say, well, I'm just going to call in everybody who's reporting something that they remember about Stefan and I'll compel them to remember something else. Stefan's been killing people since the Civil War. I just didn't think that there'd be enough hours in the day for Caroline to have compelled everybody to forget that before somebody talked to somebody else that spread the news, just suddenly the entire world now knows that there's a vampire going around slaughtering people. Yeah, they seem to be treating it as that she was, I don't know, she was compelling the people that he had been when he was... Serving the sirens, and he turned off his humanity switch. Like so, basically, like two months worth of victims, which is still a lot of people, but a little more reasonable. But there's no reason why it wouldn't be everybody, you know. Well, I mean, I don't. It was definitely. It was more than that, though, because Dorian's family had been killed, and that was way oh, earlier. Than that two was a while oh, yeah. ago. Yeah, that's right. Oh, because that was a really—I thought that was a really well-done plot point—that you realized that Dorian's been there the whole time, and the reason why he's only now remembering is because everybody's remembering, mm-hmm, and it just—and mm-hmm. he'd even when we met the character, I think he'd talked about losing his entire family. Yeah. So, and just kind he, of... he'd also been intrigued by this idea when Carolyn was offering her blood, so in case something happened to him. And he turned around really fast into deciding not liking that. And I thought that it was because he'd seen the violence they were capable of. But no, it was he was suddenly remembering what had happened to him. And no, he wouldn't want any part of that. No, yeah. I mean, plot points, there's always going to be some plot holes. Um, And then some convenient explanations, too. I mean, you've got suddenly Catherine was in charge of hell this entire time that was a bit convenient well the way they played that up with kai laughing at bonnie about the fact that you guys thought that you know killing Cade would kill hell but no it just means the worst person in the world is now in charge of hell and i'm like who who Catherine pierce really um yeah i don't necessarily i mean Obviously, Catherine Pierce ain't any winner by my book and everything, but the worst person in the world? I mean, Klaus on his bad days I thought could be way worse (laughs) than Catherine, honestly. I really did think so. I mean, Catherine... I think started out with more redeeming qualities before she decided to go evil than Klaus ever had. But yeah, 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 I I don't know. I did love some of the interplay between Catherine and the Salvatore brothers. And, you know, oh, yeah. just the fact that like, I think it was like the third or fourth time that she got stabbed to death with that dagger <laughs> and the irritated look that passed over her face before she, you know, knowing she was going to be coming back anyway. I just, that was a nice touch. That really was. It was very well done there's also a moment when you know if someone asks her a question she says well that's for me to know and you to dot 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 that's actually a callback as well i believe damon said that line like in the first season oh, really? so that was another yeah exactly one of the writers was saying that they have always loved that phrase when they're in the writer's room and it's like and then you know blah 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 dot 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 whatever so they really wanted to make sure that got in there i'm like. That was cool. It was it was nice to see Catherine again in her all her bitchy glory and everything. Um, especially since you see her in front of Elena's coffin. And I loved how in the live tweet you even called it. You're like, yay, Elena's back and we could oh, make sure it's not Catherine. And you totally called it. I called it. it. I totally called it. Catherine. And then I was doing it for the rest of the episode. Anytime oh, you saw yeah. Elena, I was like, oh, wow, well, it's great. Make sure it's not Catherine. <sighs> the doppelganger thing. I mean, they brought it up. And even I thought even... Damon brought it up because Damon had that moment when he's talking about all the things that happened. He's like, really? The Gemini twins and Silas? And don't forget? And he picks up the skull. Doppelgangers! And it's like, <laughs> all the writers were going, yeah, we know that was the storyline. Because, God, the, the storylines with doppelgangers just got ridiculous. Oh my God, because it was like Elena and then Catherine. And then like, I think I saw an article that referred to this one character as the progenitor of all the doppelgangers. And then there was another person that apparently... um, uh, Elijah in the originals was in love with until he accidentally killed her. So and we still never yeah. found out what that was all about. No, and then I read a, an article that was talking about all these kind of stuff. And then it turns out Stefan has a doppelganger and it just got ridiculous. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of... <laughs> it did. Oh, did. Yeah. 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 So uh, speaking of very conveniently explained plot points, so Bonnie could have woken Elena up this entire time? I was... When... Uh, See, because when she woke her up and then they were hugging each other and you saw Bonnie look really conflicted, I thought for sure she had done something to herself to remove her from the equation so that then Elena could come back to life. No, no. She just figured out, even though Kai had said that if you do anything to try to get around this, uh, uh, was it was that you both die or Kath- or uh, Elena Something automatically like yeah. dies. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of convenient, yeah. Yeah, that was, there was, I mean, they had to wrap things up. I get it. It's fine. But it was a moment when I'm like, really? <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to have to die, so that's totally fine, but... But speaking of convenient, but in the most wonderful way, who Stefan saw after he died. Lexi, I did not know I wanted to see her so badly until he stepped... He steps outside the high school in, you know, the other side or wherever he is. And there's Lexi leaning up against a car ready to say hi. Oh, that was perfect. It was absolutely. If you're going to be okay with Stefan being dead, you had to get him back together with Lexi because I was always bummed out that she died. That's another thing, you know, Stefan forgiving Damon because Damon was the one who got Lexi killed. And Damon got a lot of people killed. But, yeah, it was rough, the idea of him forgiving Damon for that. Because, I mean, I guess they might have been a little romantically linked. But for the most part, it was just like she was his best friend. It was just nobody knew him as well as she knew him. And she stuck by him for... Decades and decades. I can't even remember how they met. Is that is like it is? I'm I'm sure they've said. I'm sure in one of the episodes there was like a flashback type of episode. But um, but yeah, that's another thing I hadn't known about until I start looking up like callbacks and Easter eggs and everything. So when Elena first started dating Stefan, mm-hmm. and then she finds out that Stefan is a vampire, mm-hmm. and that's like when she's like, I'm out. I'm totally out. Lexi was the one who talked to her and convinced her to give Stefan a chance. And Stefan heard Lexi giving her that talk. And so when they were alone together, Stefan said, you know, something about how wonderful that was and how beautiful it was. And she said, I was feeling epic. That line was a callback. So... Because that's what he said to her, and I didn't even know. I thought the line itself. Oh, by that's. I think that's the definition of a really good callback when you don't have that information, and the line still seems to be really good. It still and, works. Yeah. Works so yeah, well. All on its own. I oh, thought man. I was done being teary-eyed by the episode until Lexi shows up. Just oh, man. wonderful. And I thought that was it for me until you saw that one tiny little glimpse of Caroline's mom. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently they were considering having Klaus on the show, but there was just a scheduling conflict. But I think the fact Klaus sending a letter, I think that's perfect. Yeah, it is actually, because that honestly, it feels a little bit more respectful because of course, I mean, it's a stupidly silly gesture of his to send like hundreds of thousands of dollars to Caroline to pay for her school, whatever, but... The fact that he would do that and just not show up and like, hmm, I see you're available. Just, it shows a little bit more respect for her choices, I think. It was super classy. It I really, was really super liked that, classy. You know? yeah, and very odd, seeing as how when we last saw Klaus in the last episode of the originals that I watched, he was like locked away for years and like the torturous yeah. knife thingy, whatever kind of thing that he gets trapped into. So yeah, obviously some timelines are being played with a bit, I think. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I i am curious to see what you think of the final season of the originals. But I do have to say that there were several things about the originals that I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. But there were many more plot points that I didn't agree with in the originals, and I can't say that it really holds a candle to the final season of Vampire Diaries. You know, it ended and it was fine, but it—I—I I wouldn't. I, I think there's just something so special about this final season. I know a lot of people were really pissed off by the final season of The Vampire Diaries. You know who are the people who were the most pissed off by the final episode of The Vampire Diaries? Uh-oh, who? Anybody whose ship sank. Oh, much. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, um, Stelena, which is Stefan and Elena. Nope, not a thing. Um, I think... Uh, steroline or seroline that's stefan and caroline technically that ship sank because he dead yeah um yeah Alaric and caroline no um who else i mean pretty much anybody any oh it's bonnie and enzo you know that wasn't a thing because he dead um yeah so a lot of people were pissed off but I think a lot of people were okay with it. And I just thought it was wonderful. It was so, so pretty. You know, I don't, I can't see myself live tweeting the last few episodes of the originals the way I did of The Vampire Diaries. Because even when I'm like 10, 15 episodes out from the end of it, I was just thinking, this is so much better than I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you know, the first time that I watched it, I did get a little weepy watching it. And then, when you had started watching the episodes again, I went back and watched it again. And I got weepy again watching it. And still, even the third time watching it last time, I still got a little choked up. So, and it's funny that I had forgotten about the bit with Lexi completely until I saw it again. <laughs> That's just so brilliant. Yeah. And I think they threaded a lot of needles with some of the storylines. I mean, to figure, yeah. figure things out with The Cure, Stefan taking for Vane, his humanity bonnie and the bennett witches i mean all this stuff i thought was done very well i i don't think it was flawless but it was a season it was a show that lasted eight seasons over probably many many different writers and storylines that came up and got dropped and when you got right down to it it was really kind of a show about you know mostly teenagers i think supposedly um yeah, yeah so it, it but it, it just it managed to work so well it really did i i don't i personally i mean even its flaws I think are fun because they give us something to talk about, you know, and we can fanwike the answers, you know, that's fine too. But um yeah, I, I don't have any I really don't have any complaints. No, no. I'm um really kind of, I don't know how to feel now that it's done with. I guess I'll probably have to go back and start watching some episodes from the beginning again. I watched a little clip on YouTube of when Caroline had first been a, turned into a vampire and when, mm. you know, Bonnie didn't like her because Bonnie didn't approve of vampires at all and so she was being kind of mean to her. But the thing that struck me in that episode was, damn, Caroline was wearing a lot of eyeshadow back in those first few episodes. Oh, was she? Oh, oh wow. god, yes. Okay. Well, it was eight years ago. I don't know. Maybe fashion changed a little bit. Maybe it was a good year for eyeshadow well she was also still technically a high schooler i think yeah it's also true and she was also one of those high schoolers you know definitely one of the popular kids but (laughs) But i guess i can't think of anything else that i need to add to that have you got anything else no I'll, i'll probably end up thinking of things you know generally as i'm reviewing it in my mind later on but other than that just yeah i'm i've seen a bunch of different series finales I think this is one of the ones that worked better. Some some are not very satisfying. I think, you know, everything considered this one was pretty damn satisfying. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, on the... Hmm, on the scale of satisfying to not satisfying, what's a terribly unsatisfying series finale? I mean, I never watched Lost, but I know people kind of lost their minds about the season series finale of Lost. Oh, God. Um, I'll have to, like, come up with some some lists because I'm sure there are some that I've been really unhappy with. But, yeah. yeah. But you've got, like, you know, you've got, obviously you've got people that are way down at the bottom. And you've got, like, one of the best series finales, which I still think Breaking Bad carries that one. Yes, That's it does. Be, yeah. Oh, my God. Pitch perfect ending. Everything. Yeah thematically, acting-wise, writing everything about it was exactly what I needed that show to end with. But in yeah. this one, it really was like the daydreams that I would have when I was 16, where you just wanted all the characters to get together with the love of their life and live happily ever for after until they die and go to heaven and nothing bad can ever happen to them again, ever. <laughs> yeah, before I forget, apparently there had been like a tentative plan to possibly put them in old age prosthetics to like age them up and make them old. And apparently one of the original creators of the show was like over my dead body so they were like no (laughs) I thought the way they did it excellent call perfect absolutely perfect so so yeah that's going to wrap us up for the week so make sure to check out pixeladygeek.com for all the book reviews the comic book reviews the movie reviews the photo galleries I have no idea what we are going to talk about next week I know we're about 3 weeks, 2 weeks I guess away from WonderCon. So it's getting down to the wire. Getting down to the wire, I'm probably going to have to start packaging up my elements of the costume that I've made and shipping it to you cuz these ain't going into a suitcase. No, I'm glad that you actually thought about that when you were making it that there had been a different way and then you're just like, "Uh, if I make it this way, I'm not going to be able to ship them." And I'm like, "I think that shows a lot of foresight." I'm, I appreciate I'm that. hoping I've gotten a lot of foresight in this cuz not much is going to be changeable by the time these things are done. <laughs> we are down no. to the wire. Oh, yeah most definitely so make sure to check out all of that and more at geek.com and one way or the other we will talk to everybody in one week talk to y'all later It is 168. Hang on one second. Cat. On the floor. Yay! Well, it's gonna be a long one.